great to be here uh, on the podcast again. Uh, I'm here with a new friend, uh, Pastor Rusty George from Valencia, uh, California at uh, Real Life Church. So uh, uh, th- thanks for joining us. It's an honor. We, Thank you. We met earlier today. So the first time when you spoke to our, uh, our leadership team here mm-hmm. at uh, World Challenge, you had your... Uh, uh, device out and uh, running through some scriptures. I don't know if you have your if, if you have those in your in your mind or yeah. not. I'm not really, uh, but uh, I was intrigued. Uh, a lot of the scriptures uh, that we take in, independently, individually, are actually uh, plural. Right. Um, do you remember a few of those? Yeah. Uh, well, you are the salt of the earth, and you are the light of the world. Are the two, first two that come to mind. Yeah. And the moment we hear those, we begin to internalize them and think, okay, how am I doing on that? Am I salty enough? Am I bright enough? Mm-hmm. You know. Um, how's my outreach, you know, all that kind of thing. But the word that's used for you is plural. Yeah. It's the plural uh, version of the Greek word. So it is basically you all or y'all <laughs> or all y'all, which is the plural of <laughs> y'all. And that is for all of us. We're yeah. together. We're brighter than one together. Mm-hmm. We're saltier than one. Uh, same thing is true with the fruit of the spirit. Uh, you are the temple of the Holy Spirit. Is not just individual. That right. is the church. That's all of us. So, as one guy in my life group said, so it's not fruit of the spirit. It's we're all a fruit basket, and he's <laughs> right. Uh, we all bring to the table things that we're naturally a little bit stronger at. Some people are a little bit more patient than others. Yeah. They seem to have that one whipped, and then there's others that are a little bit more uh, gentle than others, or loving, or patient, or uh, peaceful. We help sharpen each other. Iron sharpens iron. Uh, just the ability to do that together. All those words that are used that we pull out of context and put on a bumper sticker or on a magnet to help us have a clear thought for the day, the you is plural. It's mm-hmm. meant for all of us, not just one of us. And and it's not just one or two scriptures. You you had oh, probably man, fifteen bunch. or twenty that Absolutely. you had. On, on, I saw that I saw on your computer the, the list of them. You had that you probably could have gone on for an hour with yeah. that. Uh, yeah. And and it, but it is. That's I, I do. We're in a culture. I think more in the West. I travel quite a bit, and some of the Eastern cultures are more you know, reading the scripture through the lens, like they do a family and of community. Yeah, they do. We, we tend to, to to read it through the lens of the very individualistic. Right. Um, I pull myself up by my spiritual bootstraps. And and you know just tell me what to do, God, and I'll I'll go out and do that. So I right. I, I like that you were bringing that idea of the, that you know these these are things that God's telling us to do together. The one another's yeah. of scriptures. You, you, know. you know who figured this out is um, Alcoholics Anonymous. Mm-hmm. You know th- this is a guy that began to discover that they they created this program for discipleship. Yeah, and they began to discover people were getting sober. And so it began to develop from there. Hmm. And I think a lot of churches have AA groups that meet in their basement, and they hope that what happens in the worship service kind of trickles down to them. But what really should happen is what happens in the basement should trickle up to us. Because here you have people of all different personalities and backgrounds. The commonality is their brokenness, and they're open about it. And they share it, and they're they're getting well. It works. So for us to do that in all of our small groups, and just start with our brokenness, you know, all of us have some kind of crisis and pain that we're dealing with that's what yeah. unifies us all yeah. uh, sin sorrow and death that's the three things that uh, <laughs> yeah. that is the human condition so yeah, right. start from there i think if we were to um, hold on to what you're just saying like and be uh, realize we're broken and mm-hmm. and realize the other person we're across the table from are broken it would eliminate a lot of that that self def- defense of, of uh, i better not reveal myself i better not let uh, yeah. it's not safe i've been hurt before um, but I, th- I think you're onto something there that's very powerful. If we, if we come to the table or to the circle that Andy yeah. Stanley was talking about, come to that circle knowing that we're broken, yeah. being willing to share our brokenness, right. uh, and knowing it's safe because other people are broken too, and they're not gonna, 
yeah. wound us uh, further, then, then it begins to provide a safe environment yeah. for community. I agree. I think everybody's waiting for someone to go first. Yeah. You know, somebody. That's oh, the AA yeah. thing. They, yeah. You sit down, you've never told anybody about your yeah. uh, addiction, and all of a sudden five people have just said, you know, I, I'm, uh, you know, I had a year under my belt, uh, but I've relapsed, and I'm now uh, day two. Yep. And you're like, oh, you relapsed too? And, and all of a sudden yeah. then you want to share. Absolutely. Uh, now, now I know it's a safe place. Yeah, I don't, exactly. we don't know each other very well, but I, I had uh, some, some, I have four kids, and some of them had have had addiction problems in the past and mm-hmm. had been through recovery. And it was hard for me as a, a pastor and Christian leader, number one, to feel like a failure. You know, my yeah. own kids are are struggling with this with thing. My dad had started Teen Challenge drug program, and yeah. my own kids are now going into a program. And, right. uh, you know, the shame and the guilt and feeling, what did I right. what did I do wrong? But seeing them, <clears throat> uh, you know, my son invited me to an AA meeting one time, and I was kind of thinking, this kind of this this might be quasi cult, you know. This is yeah. this is not Christian. They're, they're not. They don't. They're not. They don't have their Bibles on the table. What's wrong with this? Uh, and I went in there. And I was like, man, this really feels mm. like. And I've heard a lot of pastors say this too. It's like, you know, I wish our church could be a little bit more like this. I mean, right. some things maybe not, but uh, you know, maybe right. the maybe the smoking. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's right. Uh, the, uh, but uh, the, but some of the things are, you know, again, it's the vulnerability and the, the openness, mm. and, and and they're so broken. That's what I think I really wanted to comment on is when you get so broken and you realize that you don't really care what other people think about you anymore. Yeah. And so then you can really be vulnerable and then you can find friends. That's why uh, when I'm around people who have been in recovery, I find them um, very relationally aware oftentimes, uh, right. connected to others, uh, less concerned about you know right. uh, how I present myself to you and more concerned about who you are. You know, uh, Henry right. Nowen talks about... Uh, uh, he said, uh, you know, the, he knew the Holy Spirit really changed his life because he used to walk into a room and go, you know, here I am. What do you think of me? Uh, am I presenting myself well? Did I say a night? Did I tell the joke well? Am I, am I integrating socially well? Walk into a room, say, here I am. He said he really knew that the Lord changed his life when he walked in the room and goes, there you are. Yeah. You know, that, that <clears throat> like, it, it's just a whole shift in your. Right. And I, I don't think you can build community if everybody in the room is here I am. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, it, it's not going to go anywhere, is it? No, no, it'll stay surface level. Yeah. And you'll just be watching your watch to get out of there and then call it a day. Yeah. We did it. We did We did community. <laughs> right. But I, I think it, it's in the, the spontaneity. I think it's mm-hmm. the random calls, the texts, the, hey, the drop-ins, <laughs> you want to get you want to get a cup of coffee or uh, that kind of stuff. But, it, I mean, as I say in the book, the first step is to admit you need someone. Yeah. And really the second step is to go first, you know, mm-hmm. to start with um, – I'm really struggling with this. And it doesn't have to be a huge thing. It could just be my wife and I got in a big fight last night, you know. And it doesn't have to be, you don't have to fix anybody. It's just you talked about it. And then the other person feels permission to to say that again. Mm -hmm. And I would tell you that if that goes on for, you know, a period of months and you're the only one that's sharing and it doesn't seem they're reciprocating at all, then they may not be ready for it. Hmm. And so to gracefully let them off the hook and you can find someone else, that's fine. But um, somebody needs you and you need them. Yeah, yeah. Good thought. We were built, you know, Genesis, you know, one, two, and three. You see, uh, the, our first parents. We, we were built for community. It's not good that man be alone. Right. This, this is stuff that's hardwired into our DNA of our existence of who we are. Knowing that, 
why is it so hard? I know this is a real general question, big yeah. question. Why is it so hard? We're, okay, we're built for this. We really need it. Yeah. And we and we experience it, we're thrilled. Right. The best night's sleep would be like you just had this amazing time with community. We're built for it. We love it. Why is it so hard, though, to mm. – uh, we, we, we tend to well, – backslide's not the right word, but uh, the gravity seems to oftentimes – even extroverts, they're – not just introverts, the gravity seems to pull us away from right. community. You got any ideas on? Yeah, I think we're all scared. Scared? I, I was reading uh, something the other day, and the guy said, We all get bent out of shape with people who we think are selfish. But of course, you're selfish. <laughs> That's basic human survival. Yeah, okay. <laughs> you're always okay. thinking about how to protect yourself. Yeah. And I think he even quoted Maslow's hierarchy of needs or something. Mm-hmm. But he just talked about that is an innate in us. That's, that's the way we got to where we are because we were able to survive. Uh, and now we don't think about all that much. So it's kind of like the knee-jerk reaction of all of us is to protect ourselves. Mm. You know, we're taught how to read people's body language, you know, and people with their arms crossed, well, they're, they're nervous, they're protecting themselves, you know, mm. that kind of mentality. Um, I think if you go into it, and instead of being offended when somebody says something that seems selfish, you lean in because they're telling you something about themselves mm. that they're scared of. And lean in would look like what? It would look like, all right, if somebody sits down and tells me about the two marathons they ran in the last three days and how they're working out like never before and lost, you know, 100 pounds or whatever, obviously they really care about one of two things, how they look or, you know, their their internal workings and their health. And sorry to interrupt, but, okay, so uh, a guy has just walked up to you and said <laughs> that to you. What do you honestly think when he's saying that? Well, my first thought is, is well, you're sure bragging a lot. Okay. you got a pride issue, right. you know? And your, heart, and your motivation would be to lean into him? Yeah, to say, hey, tell me be. about that. What started that? Okay. You know, you're, why'd, so, you, why'd you start running marathons? So honestly, your inclination wouldn't be like, you're a jerk. I don't even want to talk to you anymore. Oh, that would be my inclination. Oh, okay. Yeah. But then. Yeah. But, but the, you have to train yourself to do the other. Okay. So you lean in and that yeah. would look, look, how would you transition that conversation? Yeah. I think you just start asking why they started that. You okay. know, what's behind that? Uh, tell me how you, how, how long it took you to be able to run a marathon. I don't know. You just get them talking about it, and you're going to end up finding what it is they're scared of. Because, you know, behind all of us, we've got these fears or um, these things we're ashamed of or whatever it is. And you might find out that, you know, they started running because his dad just died of a heart attack, and he doesn't want to be next. Mm. Okay, well, tell me about your dad. You know, how's that going? That's got to be tough. So I think leaning in rather than being offended. Yeah. one author says, you know, offense is the bait of Satan. Mm-hmm. You know, it's the thing that we, we take and, and uh, now he's got us. And we're offended. God can't work there. He chooses not to. So uh, stay away from offense because, yeah. man, you, you you sit around in a small group at a church, you're going to find things to be offended about. Yeah. I can't believe they said that. Can uh-huh. you leave the nerve of them? Well, why would they say that? You know, uh-huh. kind of dig behind it and get over the, the whole fact that, yeah, they're selfish. We're all selfish. Yeah. If there's not somebody like you're talking about, like yourself or others who are willing to lean into a conversation like that, I think community is impossible to build. Uh, it is. Uh, uh, Dr. Larry Crabb, I don't know if you've ever read any of his oh, yeah. stuff, he talks yeah. about uh, in community, there's oftentimes, he calls it like two ticks and no dog. Yeah. You know, because, uh, you know, they're just kind of sucking out of each other. So you come in, yeah, I ran a marathon. I, I did it, you know, yeah. four, four hours. And then the next guy goes like, oh, yeah, I just went uh, golfing. I shot a 72 for the first time. Right. And then, oh, yeah, well, I, you know, just this, you know, and there's no relationship at all being built, no. um, you know, because we're, and that's, you know, that leaning in or that, and yeah. and you addressed the issue too of curiosity. I think mm-hmm. that's brilliant uh, mm-hmm. that you, you have to be curious about people to want to lean in. Right. Uh, and your curiosity is driven 
by a deeper spiritual impetus of a, yeah. a, a power behind that, of the power of love. Yeah. You, you want to you want to love well, and so yeah. you're not just you know you're not just trying to be an uh, Oprah Winfrey who's trying to get more information out of somebody. You you really want to build a, a connection mm-hmm. of love because so many people don't have that right. curiosity. One of the most difficult things my wife and I experience when we like if we're out with another couple, and we'll have a good time and enjoy it, and then we but we're driving home we go like. Did you notice, like, we were with them for two hours and they didn't ask us one question? Yeah. You know, is there, like, this this lack of curiosity uh, maybe comes from fear. You were talking about fear or other yeah. or, or being hurt or, or so. selfishness. Uh, if somebody spends their, their whole day, uh, you know, in self-help introspection, they're not going to come to the table or the circle and uh, be other-centered. Right. Uh, thinking about helping, uh, serving right. one another. And so so uh, there's some issues there. So... Um, Let's take a few minutes to get practical. Okay. Uh, somebody needs community. They know it. They recognize it, but it's lacking. Um, what are some steps they could take to start establishing a stronger community in their life? Yeah, I, I would say lean into your local church. Okay. I would say join a some kind of a group, or you could join uh, a mission trip, or you know, in within the church, within like the church, those kind of things. There's always a service project needing to be done, and people are. I would also say this: everybody wants to talk about themselves. So if you just start asking questions about people, mm-hmm. they have so few people that ask them about that. You'll become people, real popular, won't you? You'll become very popular very right. quickly. And eventually they'll start asking about you. Yeah. But if you start that way, if you start of just who's going to meet my needs, yeah. you'll never find it. So you have to go preparing to meet other people's needs. Um, I used to do this um, until I trained myself to do this when we would go to our small group. Because as an introvert, um, and as the pastor, I don't want to, you know, I'm tired. I don't want to be in there real long, you know. Yeah. But I would train myself of who can I bless tonight? Mm-hmm. Uh, to bless is to will the good for them. And not everybody, I don't need to go in there and be the pastor. But in, in some kind of small talk around the table, somebody might say something about what's in their life. How could I bless them? Mm-hmm. One person, that's a win. So set the limit low. Uh, and you'll be fine. Yeah, that's good. So when you mentioned about you know, uh, getting involved in a local community at, at a church, are, are there have you noticed some churches, you, you, we were talking about the circles before, uh, organizational, um, what were the other ones, uh, family and cause. cause. Are some churches, like you walk into the doors of a church and you go like, this is a cause church yeah, or this absolutely. is a family church. And so is there... You know, like if somebody's looking for a church, you know, and, yeah. and we know, I'm not talking about church hopping. Uh, I'm talking about like maybe you move to an area or something like that. Right. Or, um, is it better to look for one or the other? Or? Well, I, I, those are good questions. I don't know. I think that all churches should have all three of those types of people mm-hmm. and all churches should have the, the the cause of the Great Commission. Right. I think you want to find an outward focused church. Uh, one that's not inwardly focused, but filled up with people that are family oriented and organizationally or, oriented as well. Because, you know, you, you, there's people that complain when a church is run like a business, and people when it's when they complain when it's not. They think it's poor stewardship if it's not. So, you recognize there's always those kind of people. But you want to get involved in a place that is going to be outwardly focused, because if it's just inwardly focused, it's going to die. Okay. You personally, out, out of those three, cause family. Or do you have one that oh, you're yeah. leaning towards more than the other? Organization. Organization. I, okay. I like charts and graphs. <laughs> I love a good whiteboard. I love to uh, put an organizational chart together and, um, you know, just bullet points and all that kind and of stuff. And if I came to visit your church, would I quite quickly recognize this is like 
oh, this is kind of an org-driven church? Or? Well, I don't know. We've tried to move away from that. Okay. And I think we, we reached a point, even in our services, it felt a little mechanical. Hmm. You know, three songs, announcements, message, out. You know, it was just kind of this yeah. routine. And I, I kind of broke the chains of that. I went to our worship leader and I said, listen, you get 30 minutes, take it somewhere. Just take us somewhere. Mm, wow. And no more of this strategic song planning so it fits with the message. Nobody gets it. No, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no more of this, uh, uh, we got to do a cover tune because that helps people. Listen, they know what to expect because they've been watching online for six months. Yeah. Just take us somewhere. Give us a non-downloadable experience that they couldn't get just by watching online. Hmm. And then I'll get up I and like teach that. and we'll just let the Spirit do what he does. Yeah. And I think what it's done is it's helped us move from a more organizational appearance to more cause and family and the other this is a new catchphrase in the church is um the the lobby is now the most important place mm. in the church because it's the one thing you can't get online yeah you can get content online mm -hmm. but you can't get the meet and greet that you do in the lobby so i went to our campus pastors and said this is the year of the lobby i want to see people <laughs> linger longer uh, you know i want to see massive parking problems because cars haven't left yet you know wow. get them to stay so they know people because they're not doing that at home yeah. they got to do that here that's that boy in this generation i think that's i haven't heard anybody say that but that could be one of the most powerful messages for this decade i think and that's we're entering into the, into the 20s now yeah um uh, that people need that because you know sometimes i've been to i was a pastor and then i went full-time now here with um world challenge and so i'm not like involved in church right. as much and more so I get the chance to visit other churches and stuff and sometimes I get that mentality I'm sitting there and go like oh, I could have just listened to this guy online he's a good teacher you know yeah. I could, but like and then the songs I could listen to you know and some churches don't have sort of you know elevation worship or right. hill song and so you go like yeah I'd probably rather just <laughs> it's uh, painful <laughs> yeah but but yeah. the idea of being together with people right. and the lobby experience and mm -hmm. meeting some new people um, yeah. sharing that 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 is something that I think this generation is going to need more than yeah. More than ever. I mean, you think about it. I mean, there people are still going to concerts. You know, yeah. I mean, I can watch it online, or I can buy the hmm. you know the experience on you know download it or whatever. But why do people still show up at sporting events? Why do people still show up at concerts? Hmm. Why does Taylor Swift sell out every night? Yeah, because it's an it's an experience. Good question. Yeah. That you don't get just by being at home. Yeah. Um, and, you know, so many shows now have gone beyond just the, I'm going to play music for you. And now they're wearing wristbands and stuff's going on in the audience. And the band now comes out in the audience. Mm. And it's this whole experiential thing um, that people crave because they yeah. can't get that from Facebook or right. Instagram. Yeah, there's something as good as it is uh, to have a you know, online church type life, uh, right. you're, yeah, you're not really the church right. if you're just, you know, on the internet, uh, downloading sermons, it's, there's, right. that's, that's, that's community. And I think that's probably, as a pastor, probably why part of the reason you wrote the book, right. uh, not just community is one of the, as you said, uh, a box to check off. It's, right. it's, it's, it's something that, that the biblically uh, we're called to do that. And we are, and we're, there's an advantage to it. Yeah. We're better or we you know, you don't want to do it selfishly, but we are better together. We are Absolutely. better than, than independently. So other than going to church, is there anything else we could do to... Well, I think you uh, might look at some of your own addictions or issues you have. I mean, mm -hmm. the 12-step groups are fantastic. Celebrate Recovery, uh, any of those kind of programs. I think there's people that are so cause-oriented. They want to work with nonprofits and all that. Mm -hmm. Join a local nonprofit and volunteer. Mm -hmm. uh, volunteer at your local school. A lot of us Christians, we don't even know non-Christians. We're right. so insulated by the church. So get out and volunteer places where there aren't people that have listened to the five 
podcasts that you listen to on the way there about yeah. Jesus, but rather <laughs> uh, they see Jesus as more of an adjective. So uh, <laughs> if that's the case, that you know, meet them, build a relationship with them. They're looking for a community as well. And then when the time's right, buy them a church. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah, uh, that's that's so good. Uh, we're uh, your and your newest book is again. T- tell us the title of the one you're coming out. Yeah, a- the one coming out that I'm still finishing up a- uh, is called After Amen. After Amen. What to do while you're waiting on God. The and one the- before that was Justice, Mercy, Humility, a Simple Path to Following Jesus. And this this is where my organizational side comes out okay. because I like to systematize things. And when you try to systemize systematize Ten Commandments. 600 laws in the Old Testament, fruit of the Spirit, Sermon on the Mount, I mean, it gets exhausting. Mm. And so what I found was Micah 6, 8 pretty much sums up everything Jesus told us to do. Mm. Act justly, love mercy, walk humbly. And so mm-hmm. that's what I walked through in that book, and Better Together is the one we're talking about now. Yeah. The one, uh, uh, <clears throat> I have the other one, the one on justice. I haven't read it yet, but uh, yeah. looking forward to And my wife wants to read that as well. She's a huge justice kind of yeah. person. And that's, that's, yep. I, I get, I, that's probably the cause part of her heart. She's Absolutely. very family-oriented as well, but she has that cause thing. And uh, so we'll probably read. Maybe it'll be better together if we read that together. That's right. We'll read that book together. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, and as always, you can get these books on Amazon yep. or at, uh, at a Christian bookstore. Or, uh, Absolutely. Or even Barnes & Noble. You could take, take a look for it. And I I'd highly recommend it. I'll just show a picture of it here. Then maybe you could yep. put it in the, in the show notes as well. Put it together, Rusty, Rusty George, um, Pastor. Thank you for yeah. being here with us today. It was thank really you. insightful. Um, I, I would. We talking about sermon downloads. Uh, uh, your church is reallifechurch.org. Real okay. uh, and you can get a lot of the stuff that I just mentioned at my website, pastorrustygeorge.org. Okay. All right, good. Yeah. yeah, I think they should. We, um, our staff was. Thrilled to hearing you this morning. I, well, thank I, you. There was a buzz about the morning that is not often found in, well, in our team. You have a great team, team so, here. They're, yeah, they were a lot we of fun. Do. We do. Thank you guys, uh, for Aaron and Chris, for helping us put this together. Good job again today, as usual. And uh, uh, would you mind us, uh, would you pray for the people listening, that, particularly those that are listening and they're going like, I really want community, but I'm kind of struggling with some of my hurts. Uh, would you mind praying for them? Absolutely. Yeah. God, you know all of our hurts even yeah. more than we do. And you know the deepest pains within us that we're, we're scared to share or that we're, we're fearful yeah. that if we let this out that uh, no one will ever want to be around us. I'm, I'm just thinking about that, that woman that approached Jesus and thought, if I could just touch his garment, I could be healed, and no one will even know. Hmm. But yet Jesus hmm. called her out, and he dealt with her fear and her shame, and he restored her to community. Hmm. So, God, do, would you do that with us? Would you just... Uh, call us out to own our brokenness, to share it with others, and recognize that others are dealing with it as well. And so we could do this t- together. Yeah. And in that process, God, that we could find healing. Uh, so God, I pray for all those who are thinking about what do I need to do? How do I need to start? And just that they would admit, I need somebody. And then would you put someone in their life, make it so clear, not just to meet their needs, but that they can meet theirs. Mm. And I just pray for uh, this ministry and what they continue to do and the people that they help around the world for your blessing on them and Gary specifically and the leadership and the ownership that he takes he and his wife and family I pray all this in Jesus name Amen Amen Thanks again Appreciate it Thank you The Gary Wilkerson Podcast is brought to you by World Challenge transforming lives through the message and mission of Jesus Christ Each week this podcast reaches thousands of listeners This critical work is made possible by the generous contributions of individuals like you who believe in World Challenge's mission. Thank you for listening and supporting.